You're listening to the Less Stress in Life podcast. Your hosts, Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher, are on a mission to help individuals and organizations manage stress and change. Together, they bring you real conversations, inspirational stories, and strategies to help move you from being stressed to feeling your best. Good morning, Barb Fletcher, and hello, everyone. I'm Deb Timmerman. Welcome to our series of 52 Practical Tools for Less Stress in Life. This is episode 11. I'm Barb Fletcher. Our goal is to give you tools and strategies to help you from being stressed to feeling your best. Today, we're going to talk about how the brain's organized to process energy and information. One of the questions, Deb, that I often get from clients, and I think you do too, is why do we want to know about what happened to them when they were young, when they were a child? So can you share a little bit of the reason behind that and why we might want to even consider that information? Because most people think the only thing that matters is what's happening right now. Well, it's actually sometimes the missing puzzle piece for figuring out how you adapted over your lifetime and how you deal with stress. Early life experiences influence the way our brains develop, and you've probably heard us talk a little bit about that before. But today we're going to dig in a little bit deeper. Our job when we're a baby is to learn to adapt to our environment. So we're only born with as many neural connections as we need for that moment in time to take care of basic vital processes. And then it's our job to learn from those experiences with our caregivers, so those connections we make with caregivers and what happens in our environment. And hopefully we adapt in a way that helps us to deal with all of those different kinds of elements that happen to us. Our neural connections are most robust by the time we're in elementary school. It's experienced the most leads to more robust connections. And this is really important because around puberty, those connections that aren't as strong or haven't been experienced, they tend to withdraw and we call that pruning. So it's really important to get a picture of what that was like for an adult because oftentimes the patterns that people are dealing with have their roots way back in early childhood. So we don't really, when we're working with individuals about some of those experiences that they've had as a child, we don't, we're not suggesting that we have to go back and work through all of those experiences. Yes, that's correct. It's really more important to understand the why and what happened so that you can acknowledge it and understand why those patterns may have developed and then you can move on. So we don't dig in and unpack all that stuff and it's not like sitting on a couch and you know that that uh, perception of going to see a therapist is that you're laying on a couch talking Mm -hmm. about all that stuff. It's not like that. It's sort of a broad brushstroke picture. Do we go back and visit instances that may be showing up again and again, yes, but it's not necessary to revisit all that stuff. So it's really about awareness. It always, 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 because what you don't know and what you can't name, you can't change. It really undermines the foundation of our well-being as we 
try and move forward. Yes, very much so. And there's been tons and tons and tons of research around how those early life experiences, especially if you were in a very toxic environment, how that impacts your social, your emotional, your mental health throughout the lifespan and actually can even take 20 years off of the lifespan. So they're important. I, I really want our listeners to understand that, you know, when we're working with clients, it's not about judgment of those experiences. We And we really don't want um, that to make them feel bad either we really want them again it comes back to the awareness and and just acknowledging what that might be contributing to the space they're in at this point in time yes to that and what i would add is that there's so much shame sometimes around those things that happened early in childhood and we kind of pack that away in a pretty box and put it on a shelf and sometimes having to share that, you have to be really vulnerable, but there is honestly no judgment. And so many people have those experiences. It is way more common than what you think. You know, I can speak for, <laughs> raise my hand and say that was, in fact, I was, I experienced those kinds of uh, challenges as well at a very young age. And, and they didn't even really surface till I was probably in my mid forties. So we did pack them away, and and in fact, you know, I think we put a nice little lock on it too, and said, okay, this is not to be opened. And then what happens is we develop, you know, disease or unease in our physical bodies, and the solutions to that, the only way to to uh, find that path is to break that box open so brain development is really not about how smart we are but more about what we've experienced through that <laughs> so all of those chemicals that we talk about almost each and every week they exert a big influence on cells chemicals and wiring and our brains are sculpted for certain characteristics. So that's why knowing the early piece is so critical because as our brains are molded and sculpted, it becomes who we are as an adult. So we find kind of people on two ends of the spectrum, those people that are born into a very quiet, what we would call benevolent world that have everything done for them they kind of have trouble when they get to be adults in adapting to an ever-changing and rapid-paced world. Just as those people who are raised in a very chaotic environment, like I was, where you're always waiting for the next shoe to fall, you know, literally speaking. And we wire with hypervigilance and often are very fearful of what's going to happen and what's going on around us. And we get into this place where we want to control things because in our childhood, that's what made us feel safe or as much as we could feel safe. And so in a time when stress is outwardly exaggerated, you know, whether it's a pandemic or, you know, conflict in Europe, it escalates everything else that we might be feeling already. 
yeah, those experiences really get wired into our biology, so it does escalate. And when we think about brain organization, our brain senses things. That's what our brain stem does, always taking in information. And then we have the feeling part of our brain, our amygdala, that helps us with our survival mechanism and keeps us safe. And then our thinking brain, which is responsible for that higher level of thinking. And what we experienced as we were younger is oftentimes how our brain perceives and sees information today when it senses, feels, and is unable to think. It calls up those earlier experiences and we get stuck in those adult spaces of panic, overwhelm, anxiety, all those things we felt as a child, we basically re-experience again as adults. So are you saying there's no hope? There's no opportunity for change? Well, there's lots of opportunity for change. So we, our brains have what we call neuroplasticity. So we can change. It's like you can change your wiring by doing exercises, tools, awareness, understanding how the brain works so that you can interrupt that process. And we've talked about this before. We do have a choice about the matter. When that programming is laid in place and we're not aware, it's as if that cycle or that pattern repeats. But, you know, we can learn new things. We can teach a dog new tricks. So it's really about understanding what those patterns are so you can interrupt that cycle. So our call to action for our listeners is really for this week to reflect on those early experiences. And the purpose is really only to become aware of how those experiences may have influenced the way you perceive and respond to stress. So it's not to go back and relive them. It's to create that awareness, to understand what is the lens that you're using today as it relates to stress. I think when people can do that, there's a tremendous amount of healing and forgiveness in that experience because you can understand why you are the way you are, how you developed, but you know you don't have to live in that space anymore. So thanks for joining us today. Until next time, take care. Ta-ta. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.